Madame Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, terminating Dark Fate. In the year 2019, we're gonna go see a movie. That's right. It's time to find out about the uh, the dark fate of the Terminator franchise with Terminator Dark Fate. It's not a good sign when they have to put dark in the title, is it? Yeah, th- <laughs> it's like, no, trust us, this one is serious. This is our second one in a row with dark in the title. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that, yeah, 2019 movies are dark, I guess. But they kind of weren't. The thing lately has been like the, the colorful getting over the dark. Yeah, yeah. So, But, you know, it takes a few years for trends to completely yeah, uh, reverse yeah. themselves, which may... Well, we're about to see what's going to happen in this movie, because we don't quite know yet. But uh, this is Matt. This is Luke. Welcome to our sci-fi sanctuary. Yes, and we're off to the movies today. Uh, we are about to go see Dark Fate, and then we'll get back to you after we've seen it. I think both of us are pretty blind on what this is so far. I didn't even... I don't think I even knew it was being made until the first trailer came out. Yeah, and all out I, of the loop I am on following these things. Yeah, it's when there's someone posts on Facebook, oh, there's a Terminator movie. What do you know? I guess I'll watch that. Yeah. Um, it didn't, the trailer didn't really leave an impression on me, to be honest. <laughs> I think I have seen one trailer and it just looked like 2019 action sci-fi movie trailer. Yes, that's probably what I saw. Um, but we do have James Cameron back, of course, producing and having a hand in the writing, although not directing. We've got Linda back, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. We, we, want, we, want to, we want this to be good. But, I really want it to be good. But, but we have our doubts. I'm noticing, so Terminator is to film franchises what Sonic the Hedgehog is to game franchises. Why is that? It was cool in the <clears throat> 90s, and every single time you get excited that the new one's going to be good. Mm. And it just isn't. <laughs> okay, I, I was wondering if we're going to get that darker, hipper Sonic. What's is that still Sonic? Oh, um, did you mean Shadow the Hedgehog? I think maybe. the black one with the gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that is that is that uh, what this is going to be? Is this the Shadow the Hedgehog of Terminator? <laughs> I don't know. We're we're going to find out pretty soon. But yeah, I I avoided pretty much every spoiler because I I don't think the Terminator is that popular in Japan. Well, no, I've seen no mention of it until this. Yeah. Maybe, like, in Akihabara and Nipponpashi, I've seen the odd action figure or, like, an endoskeleton to pose next to. And I think one of the Planet Hollywoods had a Terminator in it. But I might also actually be remembering something from the UK and thinking <laughs> it was in Japan. I feel like, let's say kids in Japan, probably, I mean, they know Schwarzenegger, I think. I think they know the image, but they don't know Yeah, he is, is just a big, large man, like... But this thing in Japan, people go around and they wear, wear like a T-shirt with, uh, you know, a giant image of Arnold's face with the Terminator, and they don't even know what it is. Yeah, it's just a cool American thing, so they wear it. Right. You, 
I was guilty of doing the same thing with Japanese stuff when I was back in the West, so I can't really complain, but... Oh, yes. Uh, I, I, not quite a spoiler, but this has been out in the States for, I think, maybe a week and a half now, and uh, it's, a, it's a blarg in the toilet bowl, apparently. Absolutely tanked, has it? Yeah. That is absolutely no measure of quality, though, in this day and age. No, it's, it's not, but uh, I think the budget was somewhere around 175, 185. Uh, okay. The first weekend, it made 29 million in the States. Right, but these days, it doesn't, it, they don't even care about the States. It's the China numbers oh, that yeah. actually make you the money. No, the worldwide number so far, apparently, is about 200 million. All right. But for this movie to be a, uh, a success, it needs to be in the range of 400, 450. So it doesn't seem particularly on track to do that. Nope, but... So, the start of a new trilogy. <laughs> is it going to be... We've got a trilogy of first ones in trilogies. <laughs> That's right. And when we talked about the Terminator, were you aware this one was also supposed to be the first of a trilogy? I hadn't heard that, but of course it was. Okay, when I read the box office news, there was a quote from James Cameron, of course saying that, because what is Avatar sequels are supposed to be a trilogy? No, but no, they're supposed to be five Avatar movies. <laughs> okay, there we go. And I'm going to make all of them, so it doesn't matter what happens to the second one. Well, he made enough on the first one, right, that they've presumably just given him a blank check for... Well, he got his blank check a long time ago, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Before he made Avatar, right? <laughs> ever, ever since Titanic, basically. Yeah. He just, just to fund his undersea adventures, he just comes up with these ideas for films. That's pretty hip, though. I, I, have, I got a lot of respect for just, what mad shit do I want to do? How can I pretend I'm making a film so they'll pay me to do it? Because like, he personally went down to the depths, didn't he? Yeah, that, that's, that's the reason he made Titanic was an excuse to do that shit, I think. <laughs> And he's making one of the Avatar sequels underwater, so he's got another excuse to do that shit. <laughs> well, uh, do you have anything? Other, any other build-up you want to get up to here? Or I have deliberately avoided anything. I've heard mostly good things from a couple of Western people who have seen it. But what I've heard is, it's the best one since T2, which is saying very little. But you had your family telling you Genesis was awesome. Yeah, but this has been from people who I know hate Genesis. So <laughs> I, again, I, we both discussed last time. Both of us, you know, like T three. I mean, it's not it's not great. Of I don't course, like it in the way I like Terminator films, though. Right. I like it in a very different way. It's it's a fun movie to watch. Yeah. Like, is it great? Probably not. Well, but, I heard that this was the best film since T two, but not as good as Sarah Connor Chronicles, which is about what I'm expecting. Okay, that that could be fine. Well, that, those are expectations. Um, when we went to our our. Harbinger might be, though. Uh, we were buying our tickets, and we, I was about to put in the Supreme Seat. I'm like, why, could, why doesn't the next button work? And someone pulled the Supreme Seat right out from under our rug. Yeah, so, so at least someone else is as excited to see this film as us. I think it was the two old ladies. Was it? I thought it was the guy on the other side of them. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought... I didn't well, also, they'd them. already pressed the buttons before we started, so I don't think it could have been them. Oh, uh, okay. And old, old, especially in Japan, older people seem to have a lot of trouble using machines. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I was like, it takes me ten seconds to do this, and I can't even read Japanese that well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was in the phone shop getting my phone repaired. In the back of the shop, I could see them doing a class on how to use your smartphone for a group of OAPs. And they had a big, like, a big touch screen, basically a TV on its side to act as their phone, showing them how to use phones. Ouch. Yep. Well, I guess it's off to the movies, and then we'll come back, and uh, can you give us the rundown for this one? You're better at winging it. Maybe not. Oh. Because we should probably do a spoiler-free section. 
for people who haven't seen the film because it's brand new. Okay, we're spoiler and free, and then we'll get so we'll yeah. break up the beat a little bit here. But, but uh, I mean, it's going to be a way less structured chat than we normally give anyway, so I might not do a plot. Yeah, entry. we'll see what happens. But um, okay, off to the movies. I'll be back. We're back. We've been terminated. Okay. I may change my mind at a later date. I reserve that right. I think they have now made three Terminator movies. I'll, I'll give three Terminator movies. Um, you know, time time does tell. I And I have a few. I was trying to just keep an eye for reservations I might have, and I have three. We could get straight to that, or how about a little more general on the movie first? Well, we should explain what we're going to do. Um, so we're going to talk about, in very vague terms, the movie qualitatively, whether we thought it was good, da-da-da-da-da. Then, in a second section, we are going to talk about the themes of the movie. It'll be vaguely spoilerific, so if you want to skip that, you can. And then for the third part, we're just going to straight up talk about moments and stuff from the film. So if you're avoiding spoilers, then definitely skip that part. But, but we're a week behind the rest of the world, so chances are people listening to this <laughs> have, have seen the film, right? Yeah. And also, this is going to be coming out in, like, a week and a half's time as well, so... <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, if you if you decide to listen to a Terminator Dark Fate podcast without seeing it at this point, I mean... Hey, we're giving you, like, probably five to ten minutes here of a uh, gray area. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, why don't you go first? Give me your thoughts. Okay, so... I was thinking about it on the way out of the cinema. I think there are four things which make a Terminator film a Terminator film. And the only, until now, the only ones which had it were the first two, and maybe this one. Okay. First one, F-bombs. Oh, yeah, I definitely noticed that. That was wonderful. Yeah, there's a lot of fucks in this film. I liked it. <laughs> I mean, you just uh, totally, just, you know, like Linda Hamilton just like, ah, fucking grumpy grandma. I loved that. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> like, there's a specific one which I want to bring up, probably not till the third part, but which I love. Okay, um, okay so F-bombs. Second one is Linda Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> she is very good in this film. Yeah, you can As she was in the first two. Like, I feel like, what, what, has, she, what has she done since uh, Terminators? I'm sure she's done things, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's a stage actor. I don't know at this point. I feel like she's not on the radar. No. But she is, re- I mean. Oh, so- I could tell you one thing she did. Shit King Kong sequel. <laughs> <laughs> she's in, which one is it? King Kong Lives. When, what, what day that, is that? I think that was between T1 and T2. Yeah, as well. I'll say that was quite a while ago. But, yeah, she's in that. Because, <laughs> I mean... And I love King Kong, so eventually that's going to end up on the podcast when we've exhausted all the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> there are some good King Kongs, too. But, um... Yeah, that's why it's not going to be the first... Maybe it will be the first one we do. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope she's been doing, you know, some nice work in the past, what, 20 to 30 years. But, uh... She's oh, been, apparently she's she been has been TV roles. Yeah, okay, she's been off the Cottrell radar, basically, right? So... I think in general people don't know what to expect, but yeah, she's she's real good in here. <laughs> yeah, very good, and yeah, the progression of the character over these three films is great. And definitely not. I mean, I I, get, I think you might have been expecting some, but uh, you know, it, it takes it takes a few interesting twists. Uh, mm-hmm. Give me give me number three. Okay, so it was swearing. Well, specifically the F word, Linda. Um, the nature of the violence. Okay. 
the violence in good Terminator films has physical weight to it. Mm. You know, a lot of, especially these days, with the amount of CGI you use, and shit just kind of floats and. There is still some floating. There's a little, here. but a lot less. Yeah. Than, like Genesis, especially, felt like an Avengers film in a lot mm. of its violence. And, and, and that actually is going to kind of dovetail into one of my three points why it might not date, but I'll save that for a moment. Yeah, but just generally. Well, and I'll wrap into violence as well gore. Okay, like I, I wanted to ask you, blood. Is, it, is it Terminator 1 gore, or is it just on a Terminator 2 level? It's about a Terminator 2 level, but it's still better it. than like a 3 or the other sequels. <laughs> Particularly, um, no, I won't say anything spoilery. But yeah, there was, there was some blood, and I guess if I want to wrap up this as one of my three points, weight. Yeah. In that action has weight characters actually make choices and that's what moves the plot forward so that that certainly helps i was thinking um this one does go a little past just one more on the gore um Hmm. we go a little past t2 because t2 just had like fried cheese gore right yeah this did go a little past oh that's some good it didn't go all the way to you know eye dissection gore the first one but again it's like this is an action film whereas t1 is on the border of like horror thriller and action right (laughs) um okay so we got fuck Linda. (laughs) 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 Point one is swearing. Point two is Linda Hamilton. (laughs) Point three is wait. Okay, point four, and we talked about this in the Terminator 1 thing. I think this film was about something. Oh, yeah, definitely had a little more to say. Terminator 1 was about something. Terminator Mm. 2 was about something. Terminator 3 was about Arnold Schwarzenegger's career ending. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a movie. It was a 90-minute The Roast of Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Salvation. Salvation was, you know, on YouTube you see fan films by budding effects artists. Mick G. Is it Mick G? Yeah. Is it night? It was someone. Mick G. Saw the future scenes in the other Terminator films. <laughs> he wanted to make a YouTube video, and somehow he got the budget to make it a film. <laughs> and I, then Genesis was about dollar dollar bills. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'll go for my. So uh, I think we both came out liking it reasonably well, but this, but. You, you, you just spent your money. You don't want to walk out of the theater feeling like you're like, oh yeah, my I mean, God, I what can I do? It took me the entire walk from the cinema to the pub to realize that The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was not a good film. <laughs> <laughs> I remember distinctly trying to convince both my friends and myself. And by the time I got there, I'm just like, no, you're right. It was shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think it's shit now, but here's the three things. The first one, um, going back to Terminator Salvation, I feel like the inspiration for the future scenes in this movie was the original Terminator, but they look like Salvation, and that bothered me. That is... But T2, even T2, didn't quite capture that future spirit that the first one I felt it was like a whole lot closer, though. I'll tell you what I think might be a big problem, and this originated with T2. In the future scenes in Terminator 1, they don't just have robot skeletons walking around as foot soldiers, because that doesn't make sense, (laughs) right? Right. They have big old tanks and drones because that's what the machines would use to kill us right the Terminator specifically existed as infiltration units mm. but then in T2 they were like oh these rebel skeletons look cool so let's just have them stomping around shooting laser beams <laughs> well, and this one gets into that a little bit I guess the one that makes me think of it uh, being looking too Salvation like um, is too much brown mm. we talked about Terminator man there's no smell here everything's charred right Right. Uh, yeah. this future the future that we see here does smell a little funky mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, I'll tell you the other thing maybe which makes it salvation-y. The humans had tech. Yeah, but they probably had tech in the original term. Yeah, you just don't really see it. Well, I mean, Reese calls himself a tech cop. That's his unit. 
Yeah. So presumably they have tech. Yeah, they they but, had some kind of tech. Right, but the visual that made Terminator 1 look so good it was just people were in burned out cars and using machine guns and yeah. fighting machines. I guess um, Terminator 1 and 2 The Future had the, um, actually the current look of most films, the, the, the blue uh, orange chrome look. Mm. Uh, so I kind of wanted to see the blue orange chrome look, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not. It's, I mean, it's not. Yeah, a, it's definitely not film breaking, but I can definitely agree that that is. Yeah. Those bits didn't quite. But it's a different future, to be fair. Okay. It's explicitly a different future, so maybe they thought we should make it tonally right. look different. Okay. That's maybe giving them too much credit, but. <laughs> um, the yeah. second thing that could potentially derail things. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I I actually might save one point for a little later because okay. I, I think that one is spoily. Um, oh God. Bloody hell, the second one that was getting to me. You've been hanging around with me too much, oh. throwing out bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Um, oh, Bennett, my kitty arm. If... I, I don't, uh, don't want to get into too much detail. There are a few action sequences in here that overtly go for the uh, Terminator and T2 vibe, right? Mm. With that, like you said, the very physical, visceral, oh, yeah, physical violence. In some of these car chases, real cars were being flipped in front of a camera yeah. and stuff. And then there are a few action sequences that are fucking ape shit, insane CGI. Like, they're all dead within 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Including I, the Terminators. I was feeling that a bit in the final act. See, I felt it in the middle more. Uh, well, okay, the beginning of the final act got you. The final act is, like all films these days, goes on for fucking ever. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I divided the final act into several sequences, I guess. So, the final act was an entire film. So I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that you're going to get quite a bit of a final act here as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I, did, I was watching it thinking that a bit. It was over the top in a modern way, but it was at least shot so that everything looked good. Yeah. Like you said, there's there's car chases, there's um, factory floor Terminator violence, which does work quite nicely. Uh, but then there's a few sequences. It might. It was in the trailer. Okay, uh, in the trailer I caught up. Man, that airplane stuff looks ridiculous. And in the movie, yes, it was completely it ridiculous. It wasn't Fast and Furious ridiculous, but it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, that might be... This might be one of those films which would have been helped by a lower budget. Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, a lower... Because when it's... The action was small scale protecting this person from this thing. It worked better. And the more they were like, let's throw in some some titillation, if you will, it overdid it. It might be... The director here is Tim Miller. I mean, yeah. James Cameron does have his fingerprints here. He's on the stories producing. But Tim Miller is the director. Uh, what else? Do you Deadpool. Know? Okay, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a credential. But also, that was explicitly superhero stuff. Right. So he did... He... He has a predilection for the over-the-top, right? I, I guess he did it fine, but, um, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not even sure I want to call James Cameron an alter, but he does have his own voice, and this mm. movie didn't... Like, it had, like, the echoes of James Cameron's voice, probably because he's, you know, yelling in the background, but otherwise mm. there wasn't much of a um, filmmaking voice here. It was right. a little bit more of your, here's an action film, where T1 and T2 do have a pretty strong, you know, voice behind mm. them, stylistic voice. I mean. Yeah, I mean... I'm never going to put it on the same level as T1 and T2. But you're but, saying there's a third Terminator film? Yeah. Okay. We're saying that today. Um, we'll see if those three points shape this, this us down later. This might be the first film which we do two podcasts on, because in a year's time, I might do my trilogy rewatch and be like, no, Luke, you're full of shit. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> a piece about? of ass. <laughs> Ooh, a piece of ass. <laughs> this is a section of rectum. <laughs> Thank you.
Even we- Andrew freaked out when I called Matty a cunt at work the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's how we introduce this. Um, so we're, um, we we talked a little bit like, are we going to put the plot summary here? I'm not willing to do it because I can't like think off the top of my head that strongly. So we, we've gone for no. It's a new film. Um, you probably just watched it. And I guess you could do this for any episode we do, but you could always just go to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, but it, I think often doing the little plot summary helps us in our head get remember the film what we're going to talk about exactly whereas we've literally just walked out of the theater so. yeah i'm not going to say we're going to stop doing it i'm just saying um it, it's it's where this is the special show we don't do it for um when we yeah so general themes we're going for okay so i talked before about how this one so terminator one is about the fears of pregnancy terminator two is about postpartum depression right she's separated from john she's depressed about it that's it crux of terminator two and I was thinking before this one, oh, what can it be about? Is it going to be about a mother separated from her child? Is it going to be about, you know, your children growing up? And it was about something which I didn't think about because I'm a dude. <laughs> this film was about women are more than mothers. That, but it's also about, you know, the loss, right? That's obviously a big thing. Right. You, you did call that. Sarah is, defo- yeah, for, literally from the title of the film, I guess what the film was about. Yeah. So, <laughs> there you go. Well, it's not rocket science, it's a Terminator movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, Sarah is, and has been since Terminator 1, defined by being John's mother, right? And in this film, she's like, why do I exist without John? And she assumes that Danny is going to be um, the mother of some <laughs> son of John. doesn't even occur to her that Danny could just actually be the saviour of the world. She doesn't need to create a dude to be the saviour of the world. I mean, it's like they like build up to the reveal, but as soon as like I'm from 2042, that's pretty clear. <laughs> because it's, <laughs> it's not about... that far away. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, that works out for Danny. we are about 40 years old, right? <laughs> yep. But yeah, it. I wonder if James Cameron could have come up with this idea. I, well, he, he is here, but... Uh, right, but he made two Terminator films about a female lead and made them about being a mother because that was how he thought about making a film about a female lead. People didn't think about it in the 80s, though. I mean, in general. What, tell me a movie that, um, let's put in quotation, progressive, uh, from the 80s or 90s. You massively put me on the spot. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, an action film. Let's keep it... Okay, Aliens, also with um, right, James and his ex-wife. Mother. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. It's totally about motherhood. That was a it's shit a, statement. It's about it's rape. That's what it's about, so. <laughs> There's a pause I will not edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just put in the sound of cogs turning. Like. Um, okay, I'm, I'm going to bring out my third reservation now. Okay. Um, I think it's a cool theme. And generally, it's done well. But the third thing that rubbed me a little bit about this movie is the theme's fine. The, she does, Donnie does it for herself. Grace comes back. She's Kyle Reese in. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they're doing is cool. I like the story. And I hope that holds up. What I'm not sure is going to hold up is the same as those um, Infinity War and Endgame uh, women do it together sequences. Okay, boomer. Stylistically, stylistically, they're just... they're kind of pushing it a little hard in spots where I don't need to. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> um, it's like, I didn't ca- right, I'll tell you why I didn't catch it in this, but I did in Endgame. Just, these just are the characters in this film and they do things. Mm. Whereas in Endgame, you had a very wide cast of characters and it funneled the female ones into this, like, over-the-top, look, we have female Avengers shot. 
I guess it was certain lines and just certain lingering of fl- frames. Uh, what the character is doing makes sense. I like Donnie. She's cool, you know? Right. Uh, I, I feel, at least having watched the movie an hour ago, that Grace uh, stands perfectly toe-to-toe with Kyle Reese as a uh, mm. screwed-up, broken person coming to the past. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> she softened more quickly than Kyle did. But also, you know, people are different, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess it's just, uh, there's, you know, there's like weird agendas that you notice. And I noticed it. Right, Avengers, but I think, I I think the difference here. is this film explicitly was about that, right? Yeah. Like, all f- Terminator Fruit Series has always been extremely fucking feminist. Right. So it's not like they shoehorned it in. It's, like I said, those first two films were very clearly about something. And this is about this. Yeah. Well, I guess- Avengers is about a purple guy who kills people. <laughs> and they were like... And it had female characters and did them well, and that was fine. And then they shoehorned in that shot because they don't understand subtlety. I'm like, about, I guess I'm talking about editing and things. It's like the actors were real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, like you said, the character motivations are very clear and it works. It's just little stylistic things about how they linger the camera or things like that that made reminded me of uh, sort of the things they were doing in Ed Game. So yeah, well, it's just you know once you notice this thing just keeps cropping up in movies, you're like, huh? <laughs> I guess the difference is, I don't know if that. I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I don't know if it's a bad thing. Hmm. Like if that's the film they're making a film about that, <laughs> more power to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I just feel like if they dialed that back a little bit, like, the real message would have stayed, the performances would have been good, and it would have actually carried more weight that way because they weren't, like, you know, just flaunting it in your face. Perhaps. There's... <laughs> the I message... feel like we live in the post-subtlety era. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. The message itself is spot on. I guess it's the delivery system right now is a little bit harsh. Yes. <laughs> And maybe it needs to be harsher this moment. That may be the thing. But that's the thing I'm saying in five years when I look back, it's like, man, why couldn't they just like let them do their thing and let it stand on like that term and what, you right. know. But again, I didn't even notice this until you bring it up. So maybe it's, you're more attuned to it than I am. Yeah, I don't know. Um, hmm. uh, let's get to the next point anyway, because I think we're uh, running a dead horse in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're... Just because of the person I am and the people I like to argue with, you will never convince me that's a bad thing. No, it's not. Even if you're right, <laughs> I'm too stubborn to back down. No, and I feel like uh, so far on this podcast, that's the most um, bullheaded. I feel like I'm being bullheaded almost saying it, right? Yeah. But it's like, no, no, I, the message is fine. I think it's awesome that, no, you are the one that's going to do this, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. You're not saying that... Oh, I can't believe they've injected feminism into my sci-fi franchise. Yeah, I just feel like... You're saying, like, you don't think they did it as well as they could have done. Yeah. Which is a very valid criticism. Let, let me put my musician, a little, a little bit of musician in here. Um, I, I practice these Bach cello suites, right? Um, if I am too focused in playing it too hard, it sounds like crap. Mm. I don't think this movie is crap, by the way. <laughs> but, um, like... Doing it too hard makes it worse. So I feel like if they had pulled it back just a little bit, it would have resonated the message better. You would have felt it instead of have it bonk, bonk on the head. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Let me give you the opposite angle. Um, I spend a lot of time on the internet because I'm an idiot and I don't care about my own mental health. <laughs> um, and you always see these tweets, right? Where Donald Trump says something stupid like he does and someone quote tweets him, 
and they give it like, oh, Mr. President, I think you'll find the da-da-da, you, you lily muffin cunt bungler. And it's like, just call him a cunt and move on. <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes trying to be too clever and subtle, that's not what we need at the moment. You just need to say, you know, men, shut the fuck up. Donald yeah. Trump, go to prison. <laughs> like, Hillary Clinton, maybe also go to prison. <laughs> well, that's just, that's just not pressing the button hard enough, right? Right, yeah. Sometimes you need to press the button pretty fucking hard. <laughs> so... So T1, okay, let's, let's just keep it just for one more minute on the feminist angle. I think T1 didn't press the button hard enough. T2 actually got it about right. Yes. And this, this T3, <laughs> this, this, this new Terminator movie. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I am DTF TDF. <laughs> anyway, so maybe if T1's a little too light, this one's pushing it a little too hard. Yeah, but that makes a nice trilogy, right? It does. <laughs> I, I'm hoping when we do this again in the future, we'll be like, yeah, we made some good points. Oh, you know, this movie got better. That would make me happy that these things don't bug me anymore. You know what we should do? What's that? One year from today, we should do our T2 episode and watch the trilogy. Okay, that sounds like a winner. Mark, we're, mark we're your calendar, folks. We're not like the post-cinema like high. Yeah, because you were like, oh, we got to do T2 first. I was like, no, we got to do Dark Fate ASAP. So yeah. here we are. Yeah, well, yeah, it will be interesting. I'll listen to this episode. I'll watch the trilogy. And then we'll discuss how it actually stands in the cold light of day in the year 2020. Assuming the Earth is still inhabitable in the year 2020. Coming November 2020. Judgment Day. Fuck fate. <laughs> that was the line which I very much enjoyed in this film. So I've got the no fate Terminator 2 title on one shoulder, right? I genuinely considering just getting fuck fate on the other shoulder. <laughs> give, give it that year. Oh, of course. But, oh, but, but um, go for it. My rule has always been any tattoo idea. I wait at least one year from the day I come up with it. There, oh, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, it's on you for life, right? You should <laughs> yeah. give it some thought. Funny people did that before they had kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not getting the tattoos. I, I, I go into onsens too often. Yeah, well, you've shown me the ones where I can get away with it. That's right, but there's a few you can't. I well, the, 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 the government are talking about they're going to make a real push for them to drop that next year because of the Olympics, right? I mean, even like a Yakuza guy. I mean, anyone's chilling in a bath. I mean, he's, you know, he obviously doesn't have a gun on him. <laughs> yeah, but it's, a, it's not just a Yakuza. It's a very long-held tradition in East Asia that... Criminals were branded with tattoos. Ah. That's why it became a Yakuza. Ah, okay. It's a Confucian uh, punishment. Anyway, I don't mind it when I see one. But uh, that's neither here or there. Um, we're fucking fate and we're getting into those specific things. Hey, here's one thing. Until Arnold showed up, I was just like, well, okay. Well, yeah. I was just kind of wondering if it was going to be the um, dude with the accent. Not not oh. the Austrian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Like if each other. Hey guys! Guy. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I was pretty sure it was the case, but just in the back of my mind, I was like, what if he shows up and's like, hey oh. guys, welcome in? While we're on Arnold, this was the best bringing a young actor back to life effect I've seen. Oh yeah, even for Linda Hamilton, she looked the fucking. It looked, she looked a little digital, but um, it, it was okay. Well, but did she, or did you just you know? I guess I knew. Right, because yeah. she was close enough that a bit of me was like. Wait, is this a deleted scene or something that we didn't see? Because this looks good. <laughs> yeah, well, you can have the sunglasses, which he doesn't take later, so... That was a nice move, I like that. <laughs> Not but yeah, Linda looked like Linda, Arnie looked like Arnie, 
I was saying it that way because I was buying time, but I still can't remember his name. <laughs> Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong looked like Edward Furlong, right? He's not in this movie, though. But he was in that movie. He's in it. I, I, get, what did they do? They'd get just some actor and then, like, digitally put his face I get, on? Yeah, they like, got... That's, that's what they... I know that's what they did for the Arnie scenes in Salvation. Mm. They got the closest-looking bodybuilder and then just did the final step. But that still looked fake as hell. <laughs> Aunt, there, they all looked good. Yeah, yeah, they did. And uh, the sunglasses helped again. Yeah. Um, and, and Linda, you see later, she's great, great, great in this film. Uh, but yeah, she, she's aged. <laughs> she's aged well. Basically. I, I mean, hope I, I have that ass at her age. I guess, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess if I'm in, she's in her 60s, is she? Must be. Yeah. I, you know, I, so she's not quite retirement home. But hey, if you're new to the retirement home and she shows up, that's, that's, that's going to light your fire. Yeah. <laughs> But she definitely is, she's looking older, she's looking well, <laughs> but uh, definitely older. <laughs> I'd bang T1 Linda Hamlin. I'd bang T2 Linda Hamlin. I think I'd still bang Linda Hamlin. <laughs> <laughs> you said it so quietly. Because <laughs> I'm not sure, right? But, I mean, obviously I wouldn't actually, I'm in a relationship, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, she was my first crush, by the way. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> We, yeah, we might get to one of my first questions in our next film, which you also mentioned, but uh, that's new. Yeah, that's a whole weird thing. That's why I'm talking about that. I, I get that. Um, but no, yeah, like, she's looking very good. Yeah. Um, the young actors here are much better as well. Um, one, The thing that totally sank Genesis is that um, oh, yeah, Sarah and Kyle act. sucked. Kyle didn't suck. He was nothing. He was nothing. I didn't feel any emotion <laughs> any time he was on screen. Where, where Grace in this movie does bring, like you said, Kyle's a broken man. Grace is pretty, not no, quite as broken. No, she's a different kind of messed she's up. She's a different kind of messed up. Which is also one thing that this film did, which none of the other sequels did. It was its own film. Yeah, they had, they had real new characters to give to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Danny was very good. Like... You could see the fire in her, but she wasn't that person yet. But you could see how she'd become it, and then she went on a character growth. She started off scream, scream queen, scream, scream queen, but it didn't take long to get out of that and start seeing some like tactical even, even thoughts. Even in like her pre, you know, Terminator coming after her, we saw her in the factory as like she's the one who represents the workers. She's like already a bit of a leader. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So, but but she very quickly like um, you know Sarah in the original Terminator. Yeah, really, it wasn't until the her only that yeah she was. her her tactics don't come until like the last three minutes with the Terminator where right. um, uh, great uh, not Grace uh, Donnie is very quickly coming in with the tactics. She's you know when it's like no we can't say her. She stands up straight up and says no this is the tactic to do. We're going to do it <laughs> again. I think you're forgetting that is the start of the third act. It's just a long fucking third act. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what kind of drapes do you have in your apartment, man? The ones that came with it? Yeah. Lame cream ones. You think we could do better? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get Arnie on the phone. <laughs> I loved that. That was good. His extended monologue about drapes was <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> yeah, um, the way they brought Schwarzenegger in was better than I expected. Much better in Genesis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I, like, I don't even remember how they brought him in at Genesis, where I'm pretty sure... He was sure just a T2 style sent back to protect him one. Okay, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to forget how he shows up in this film. Right, <laughs> but also that... I thought, oh, okay, here we go, another reprogrammed Terminator. Which is what T3 did, it's what Genesis did. No, this is a Terminator who completed his mission and was free. 
Terminator. The Terminator. The the program is terminated. <laughs> yeah. He well he because so he killed John so he's completed that mission. Sarah's killed Skynet so he doesn't have to worry about Skynet. So he literally says, "You set me free." <laughs> brilliant. Like killing your child set me free. Yeah, but it was. It was good. It was a good character, well written. Well, here's like, the thing. That's a weird ethical like like. When Sarah's like, okay, you know, I'm glad you're on this mission. After I'm going to kill you. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, and he, he even says, I understand. <laughs> of course he <laughs> understands. But it's a kind of a weird ethical dilemma. It doesn't show up. I, I don't feel like I've seen that in too many films. Uh, yeah, but also, yeah, but he <clears throat> didn't choose to kill John. No, he's programmed Only the to. events after that he chose, right? <laughs> right. It's a, a, so is he know, a good person? He completed yeah, his programming. He started to... He's like, okay, here, like, that, what does the Terminator do when he's completed his mission? Well, he said he just, he stumbled across his family and was like, oh, I could help here. Yeah, I'll do that. It gives me a purpose. Yeah. Get, getting back to my point through, I guess it's, the, the feminism's cool, but some of the family smashing in this movie seems a little raw. Like, he's like, our relationship is not physical, which of course it's not, it's a Terminator, but, right. you well, know. Well, we saw in T1, Terminators have dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they also mention he weighs 400 pounds. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not going on top. <laughs> <laughs> but he did, he came straight out and was like, it is not physical, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously, the whole idea of Sarah Connor having her family is smashed, right? Which, you know, she takes on... Uh, um, Donnie is her, her new kid, basically, uh, mm. t- trying to give her the same skills that she tried to impart to John, who got blown away. So it's, uh, I, you know, the feminism school, I guess the family smashing is the thing that keeps, gives me a little bit weird here. See, I'm not a family man, don't want kids. So it <laughs> didn't bother me. So that's an interesting thing. Um, but to propagate the species and not give it up to machines, we gotta. Uh, uh, there's too many yeah. people already. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I like robots. They can take over if they want. <laughs> no, to paraphrase our friend Matty, did that look queer to you? <laughs> <laughs> Which bit? Grace and Danny. A little bit. Uh, I'm obviously, in the future, she's a mother figure. Right. But I think Grace... No, I had a moment of, like, are you supposed to be lovers? I'm like, oh, wait, wait, no, no. Donnie's, yeah, like, 15, right. 20, which doesn't discount it. But if she took on the mother role, so... I, so I don't I think it was or no, it was trying to be. I don't either, but... but also, people... There are people who will read it that way, and they're not wrong to. They certainly looked at each other that way as um, Grace's well, sacrifices. There's a lot of love there. I don't think it was that kind of love. No, yeah, I agree. But also, like, if a lesbian walked up to me and said I saw the, that as that... I wouldn't tell her she's wrong. And no. Well, the point is, it doesn't really matter if Grace and or Danny are lesbians or not. That has no bearing on this movie whatsoever. No, exactly. <laughs> they don't get into it at all. <laughs> Talking about, like, the fact that it seems to be anti the family dynamic. Yeah, the feminism's cool. I guess it's that they're, you know, like, T1 and T2. And, and, and it's very, I mean, it's... It makes an interesting twist now. John, you know, John's gone. We move on. That makes sense. But, uh, it, it, I, yeah, I guess a lot of movies these days seem to be kind of taking that course. And I just kind of was noticing that here. Yeah. Um, but also, is it art imitating life or life imitating art? Because the traditional nuclear family is much less common now than it was when even T2 was made. Yeah, but what about the idea of art pushing life? Well, that's what I mean. It's, it goes both ways, right? It's a cyclical thing. Yeah. Um, but what if there are intentions in the art, certain things to get in people's minds? Uh, millennials, um, 
are supposed to be much happier single, for example, right? I don't know. I'm, well, I said, I don't want kids. Right. And I grew up in with, like, you know, tw- ten, 10 years after you? Yeah. And I'm one so, yeah, and done. maybe the art did. Yeah. I'm one and done. Right. You know, I, the, the conversation actually did come up. Are we one and done? Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the factor that you're not taking into account is just like, my generation can't fucking afford kids. Yeah. <laughs> I think they, uh, I was born in 79. They, they, uh, they refer to like 79 and 80 as Generation Y. Like we're yeah. not quite in either camp. Yeah. <laughs> because I know trying to... No, no, I called you a boomer earlier. I didn't actually mean that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, trying to make it in America never worked. And uh, make, I seem to make it somewhat okay in Japan. Also, because so. they desperately need kids here. So. Yeah, really. <laughs> or just, you know, to... Loosen the old immigration laws, but that ain't happening. So, so that... <laughs> or just some robots. <laughs> specifically in this film, it doesn't bother me. It's just like... Uh, As a trend, a, you're like, oh. Here, here's the trend continuing, you mm. know? You just start reading what films are, like, actually pushing for, so... Right. may or may not have hit the podcasting wall, but I think you have a few more points we're going to get to. Well, first to go back on what you were just saying, imagine you watched a film tomorrow and it really pushed the importance of like the five-person nuclear family, mum, dad, three kids. Would that not feel really fucking weird? I don't watch those sorts of movies. So no, I watch but, imagine, Terminator. <laughs> yeah, but right, imagine, I don't know, Hawkeye the movie comes out next week and we go see it, right? Right. And the whole, the moral of the film is it's very important that Hawkeye has this wife and kids. That's why he's a good person. That's what people should strive for. That's not what makes him a good person, though. That's no, I, what makes him, you know, move, right, grow but, in life. But let's just say that was a very important plot point and it was hammered home. That would feel quaint and outdated, right? But they did that in the 50s, right? Do you mean they did that? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm now they're doing that, this, right? <laughs> if the Terminator had not leaned into this version of... If it hadn't just leaned into this, it would have felt weird. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, like, Danny did love her family. Right. She had a brother and a father who she clearly loved dearly. Who were taken out very quickly. And um, <laughs> Grace seems to come from a happy heterosexual parents family. So the film was not anti-that. Why but it was exploring themes of... I don't even care where she came from. Grace no, no, no. could have come from a, you know... A... Right, right, right. But what I'm saying is, I don't think the film had an anti-the nuclear family agenda. Oh, no, no. But no. what the film was about was specifically about women who are not part of that having their own value. Mm. So I, th- I don't think it was a family-smashing angle. I think it was just this film had a theme and it leaded to that theme. Yeah. Here's the thing. The, the film on its own, I, I think that theme's groovy. It's the... It's kind of like around the edges. It's like what that, you know, that studio head in the back is kind of whispering to people. Right, but uh, the other thing <coughs> is, I don't care about any films other than Terminator films. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm just looking... There are three good film franchises. <laughs> Terminator, Transformers, and Fast and the Furious, right? 
And Fast and Furious is all about family. So, <laughs> so this, that's pushing the right agenda. Well, this, it's not a strong enough thing for this to balance that out. It's just like a stylistic note I'm noting where I'm like five years down the line we might see it. Yeah, I might leave. don't think you're wrong. I also don't really think this film could have been any other way. In, in the if big picture, If they're chasing this theme that this film wanted to chase, which I think was the right theme. Mm-hmm. For a third Terminator film, I think that was the right theme to pursue, right? Right. Because the first two are so about motherhood, defining Sarah. I think this was the correct course for a third Terminator film. No, when you were kind of prophesizing what you thought this was going to be a few weeks ago with our doing the first one, I, yeah, I'm like, I think you caught it, man. <laughs> yeah. Right, I called it, but it took a positive angle I didn't expect. Yeah, okay. You thought it would be more of a dark fate. Right, I thought it was just, it was going to be a, yeah, well, it kind of, why? It wasn't, right? Mm. It was more of the Terminator 2, there, that's another reason this is better than any other post-2 Terminator 2 film. All the other post-T2 sequels piss all over T2's message. Ah, and this takes it and runs with it. Yeah, Terminator 2's message is, there is no fate for what we make. Terminator 3, ah, actually there is fate. <laughs> you made a dark fate, sorry Sarah. <laughs> right, but at least she, it still pursues the message that she made choices and they worked, right? Right. Terminator 3 is literally Terminator, um, Schwarzenegger says the line, Judgment Day is inevitable. It can only be postponed. <laughs> right? So... But this film, I think Judgment Day is still inevitable. But, a diff- but, <laughs> but you're going to work through it. I guess you get on the choices, other side. Right? Now you but, have your hope. Yeah. The, it's like... Judgment Day exists as this force which is trying to happen, but choices can fight it off. I guess John Connor was defending the last remnants of humanity, where it seems that uh, Donnie's mission is more to actually rebuild humanity. Right, yeah, they definitely implied that less people died in this. He says millions died in the... Yeah, but they said billions died of starvation. That that pretty much brings us back to... Right, uh, but Terminator, the Skynet killed billions in its initial attack, and then presumably billions more died in the aftermath. So it waited three days in this one. (laughs) Right, but... (laughs) <laughs> I feel like Terminator Skynet killed like 80% of people and I feel like um, Legion killed like 50% so maybe the next AI only gets like 25 I don't if we can get to like a 10% AI then just like <laughs> fuck it we'll take it <laughs> I, honestly my read was that Legion uh, and oh I don't want to retire the name Skynet I do admit that but I, I had the impression Legion and Skynet pretty much did the same thing with the same amount of people no I got the impression Sky <clears throat> Legion didn't get to launch any nukes of mm. its own Right. So, that was like Skynet's big opening gambit was nuking three billion people. Because Legion didn't get that step, I feel like that's, it killed about three billion people Oh, less. so it's like a progression. Yeah, it okay. killed a bit less than Skynet did. You might be right. So we defeat Legion, they'll build, you know, Genesis, and that'll kill, oh, that only <laughs> kills like two billion. And then we defeat Genesis, and we get, you know... Um, the Saturn, and that uh, only kills Dreamcast. Like, no, Saturn comes first. Oh, you're. The Saturn yeah. kills like a billion, and then Dreamcast only kills like five hundred million. And there's Fuck never it. another Sega system. Well, yeah, because they get to Dreamcast, and at that point they're like, oh, they. <laughs> Let me kill that many people. Let's stop fucking around with time. So Sega's corporate. So the Terminator films I are already, just. I already said that it was Sonic, right? <laughs> And I was trying to tie in conspiracy theories with the trends of family smashing. <laughs> yeah, see, I shut you down on that one because I know there's a lot of fucking dudes who believe that. So That's, well, they I believe really it too hard. Want... I'm just looking at it, right? I don't really believe it, you know, but it is something to note. So the big difference between conspiracy theorists and just noticing the shit things in the world 
is believing that anyone is in control. Well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to act on. I'm not going to. No, no. But anyone, conspiracy theorists so. think, oh, well, there must be some cabal behind this, right? Maybe there is. No, people are just <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> like it's just trends and accidents. Right? Could be a stupid cabal. <laughs> like the the reason people swarm to conspiracy theorists theories is because they've lost faith in the traditional, the things you have faith in. Right? They're not religious. They don't really believe in the system. But they need to believe that something is in control of the world. Eventually get to the point, though, the best thing to believe is nothing. Right. <laughs> you know the things you know and you don't know anything else. Right. And I, I think that's a good approach. <laughs> I'm not quite as hard as you because I do have some moral beliefs. <laughs> but maybe, like you say, I've never been to space. The Earth might be flat. <laughs> I don't care either way. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> if... To make my decisions, it is easier to assume the Earth is round. I will. The Terminator films like, are not affected by my the girlfriend shape of the lives, Earth. My girlfriend lives on the other side of the world, right? So to take into a time time differences, I have to assume the world is round. When I go hiking, I'm only dealing in a small number of meters, right? right. So maybe it's round, maybe it's flat. Where's hmm. a giant, giant mountain in the center? You see, so the it keeps... oh, we're on the slopes of the mountain. Yeah, so part so of it's in kind darkness. of like it's flat, kind of. Like, we could unify flat earthers and people who are married to the bull. <laughs> Let me get back to I don't believe in anything. What point we were making anymore? We're, we're, we're saying that it doesn't matter if the earth is round or flat. The Terminator series is unaffected. Also, there's no central cabal pushing the feminist agenda. It's just happening. Right. <laughs> also, something Terminator gets right. You know what the real enemy is? Fucking algorithms. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, how we find you. We all carry tracking devices. I, oh, my God. Going back to a scene I loved. <laughs> we, we both looked at each other because we knew what Sarah was doing. But she did it so well. Like, oh, can I look at your phone? <laughs> Out the window. <laughs> Everyone knows what's coming, but it was done so well. We, we had a few other look at each other moments. What were those? Um, I think there was a funny Schwarzenegger line. There was definitely a good Schwarzenegger. Crap. Well, that's... Was it the... Um, when he's describing why his wife likes him, he's like, and I'm extremely funny. <laughs> he is extremely funny. <laughs> um, one more thing I wanted to hit. Um, again, I like the actor who... I, who played Grace? Do you know the actor's name? Oh, Mackenzie something? Okay, I like... I, I actually deliberately made a note of her name because I feel like I've seen her in something else. I thought she was fantastic. Actually, you know, I think... I think Mackenzie Davis, I think? I think she's better in um, Michael Pian as Kyle Reese. <laughs> Okay, they played very different characters, right? But they different. She was, yeah, she was, she was good. good. Um, but she was kind... It seemed like she was kind of playing Starbuck from the uh, recent Battlestar. Oh, she was in um, Blade Runner 2049. Oh, okay, I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I haven't seen that. No. We'll do it after we do Blade Runner. Oh, but man. <laughs> it's not a good film, but it was great in the theater. <laughs> Blade Runner. Look, uh, anyway, I... Felt... We'll watch that one on, like, a good Blu-ray. Because yeah. it's an actual... Visually, just, just to you know, if I, if I seem to piss on a feminist credentials, I love Starbuck in the recent Battlestar, and I felt like they're kind of recreating her here. Yeah, I remember the first trailer they showed one, it was like one of her like action movie stunts, right? Mm. And that was the first time that was the one time I was like, oh, maybe this won't be good because she moved in like this very modern superhero Wonder Woman way, not a Terminator. She didn't way. do much in the movie, but also, no, and also, she's not a Terminator. Right, just kind of one. No, yeah, so she's an enhanced human, she's so enhanced. she moves... In, and it's good that she doesn't move like a Terminator, because different things. So actually, I didn't end up minding that in the film. Oh, one more agenda thought. Not from the cabal, just a general trend of many minds, many of them stupid. Um, are we pushing transhumanism? I hope so. <laughs> are you sure? One of the reasons I moved to... Um, 
Japan is I want I want to be first in line for robot parts. See, I don't want any robot parts. I feel like if I get robot parts, I can't play in like the the astral anymore. <laughs> I, I, I will hold off my brain until the last possible moment. I'm not going to be the first fucking in line. Arms and legs. I'm not. Yes, I'm, mate. <laughs> yes. Oh, arms and legs. Okay. Hey, I want to punch through bricks. <laughs> I want to run at like car speeds. Bruce Lee could punch through bricks. Uh, I think we're about to have to start a new section, but just before we do that, I just want to say the official message of Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary, trans rights. Yes, we'll go with that. The computer has been deceiving us today, and we're recording shorter segments, but, uh, yeah, here, here's another segment. <laughs> Maybe Matt will edit it so that it doesn't seem that way. Probably you won't. No, I like putting the music in between the segments. <laughs> cool. Um, so another reason this is a better Terminator sequel than 3 Salvation of Genesis. Most likely. Um, so since Terminator came out, it came true. The Hunter Killers exist. Yeah. Like, they the did. American government is killing civilians with flying robots. Yeah, they, they exist. Right in now, the... as we talk, innocent Pakistani children are being exploded from the sky by robots. But in the Terminator films, all the, all the uh, white people were destroyed by Skynet, where in reality it's just brown people. That's, yes. And that's why right, you're not this, quite noticing. This is the first film that actually dealt with that. It had The Terminator used drones to kill them. Yeah, yeah, we had all the like, border sequences too. Why would? How could you possibly make Terminator sequels without fucking drones? <laughs> right? Like, that's like at the, st- at the start of this podcast when I was like, "Surely we're going to make an I'll be back joke now." Because <laughs> how could you not? Right? How can you make a Terminator? Even the shit RoboCop remake got that right. <laughs> if you're making a film about the dangers of like robots in war and law enforcement. It's real, man. Like, well, yeah, because they got the yeah the drones chasing them over the border and all that. And there's <laughs> modern Terminators to help the uh, future Terminator. Yeah, right. It's it would it boggles the mind that someone thought to make a Terminator film and not include that. <laughs> right? Well, which shows that the previous Terminator films were made because this franchise brings in dollars. Put Schwarzenegger in some sunglasses, throw some explosions in, and we will get some dollars, right? Whereas it seems we didn't get dollars with this one. Although the world... Ironically, the, because <laughs> they didn't chase that. They chased the actual point of Terminator films. <laughs> so... I hope this film's really unsuccessful. <laughs> just so that I can really fucking die on the hill of this being the only good sequel. <laughs> well, I want to physically fist fight a Terminator Salvation fan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you have a challenge, please send it to our Twitter, which I don't read. <laughs> I, I will read face it. you in a steel cage. <laughs> what if it's a Terminator that wants to face you? I'll get my robot arms and legs first. Okay, in the Darth Vader helmet, get that. If Schwarzenegger wants to beat me to death in a steel cage, I'm happy to die that way. <laughs> <laughs> so I would die erect. <laughs> <laughs> would you start the fight that way? <laughs> Probably. Would you fight a man who was erect? <laughs> I feel like... That's like a secret weapon, right? Come on, let's do it! You get into a fight with a dude, right? He's coming at you like, I don't know if I can win this fight. What's my secret weapon? You're pointing at your crotch. You are rock hard. He freaks out. You take him out. That's for the next Terminator film. 
That's what the term they, that they're new <laughs> the <laughs> development. Right, the next sequel, Sarah Connor feeling guilty for the death of Carl, builds he terminator that can have sex and delivers it to the wife. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> I am fully functional. That's a family we need to smash. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I almost had a point to make and it went away. But you did start making something, though, um, which was the other thing I was going to bring up anyway. All the border stuff and the Mexico stuff. Yeah, that's topical. Again, you just wonder, like... It was cool, and it, I, I, I liked it, actually, but I still feel like someone way in the back was like, put this in there. Oh, yeah, but I think that person was Cameron. <laughs> Maybe. Because T1 and T2 had a big Sarah Hangs Out in Mexico element, right? Yeah. But it didn't come out of nowhere. And if that was already kind of a theme, to make a sequel and not address it would have been, would have said a lot by omission, right? Yeah. I'm glad they... Uh, Gave us the Spanish and English. Oh, I remember the other through. we both laughed and looked at each other moment. Oh, give it to me. Where do you keep the prisoners? They're called detainees. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. But this is a character who's seen camps, right? She knows what she's looking at. America yeah, she, is holding people in a She's looking at a Terminator spike through her face, right. <laughs> actually. <laughs> no, I mean, um, Grace. Oh, right. Grace is in that camp and she knows what it is, right? Yeah. It's an internment camp. <laughs> like, America has death camps right now, people. <laughs> and here's one. So, in that way, yeah, I mean, th- yeah. <laughs> I think to not have leaned into the Mexico element I, in the current climate and as a sequel to T1 and T2 would have been a problematic omission. Yeah, they started playing that card from the first few minutes of the movie, so you've got to play it at that point. <laughs> yeah, but T1, she rolls into Mexico. T2, she goes back to Mexico to meet up with her pal, get her guns. Mm. So it's all, it's been an element, right? No, I definitely noticed it because I was in my mind, oh, yeah, we had some Spanish stuff going on in uh, T2. Right. I don't think the first one, but T2 no, definitely T- is. the end of T1, she goes to Mexico. Oh, right, The right, final right. scene is in Mexico, right? So that's, oh, I didn't get off the grid, that's where she goes, right? Yeah. So it's a part of the series, and it's a big hot button topic in the American right now. So to make a film about this series without that, a coward would have done it. James Cameron didn't. Mm. Oh, the last note. Uh, it's not really quite a complaint or anything, but I don't understand this new Terminator. What What is happening? He's a, like, T-800-style skeleton. And then the outside is... the T-1000 Okay, I worked that out, but it just seemed like a weird idea. It's kind of... The, oh, so... It took the one good idea T-3 had and the one good idea Salvation had. T-3, the Terminator was the endoskeleton wrapped in liquid metal. And that's what they took for the Terminator in this. Um, Terminator Salvation... Interment camps? <laughs> no, tough Australian guy was a human who'd been enhanced. Oh. And that's what Grace was. I haven't watched Salvation since opening night. <laughs> right, yeah, uh, yeah, the guy in that. He's the same dude from Avatar. Oh, um... Sam oh, Worthington. Yeah, and I don't know, he did Clash of the Titans and then yeah, he dropped yeah, yeah. off the face of the earth, I guess. He did the biggest film ever. It was like, oh, I'm a star now. So he tried to do another film. He's like, oh, I'm actually not. <laughs> <laughs> he did like five of those. <laughs> yeah, I think that was... Sequels I didn't see. I heard the way to watch Clash of the Titans is to put some metal albums on an iPad, go to the film with your headphones in, and just watch it as a music video. <laughs> I've only seen the one from, like, 1980 anyway. Yeah, that's much better than the new one. It's like, still not good. By a considerable margin. It's still not good. The, the effects are literally better in that one. <laughs> um, yeah, briefly touch on it. Effects-wise, this film, I don't think it dropped any rules. 
There, the there was some CGI stuff. dodginess, but it was basically made up for by the practical car chases. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they, I feel like a lot of it was just, oh, this could only be done with CGI. I know I'm looking at CGI. Mm. I don't think there was any point where it's like, that CGI looks bad. The airplane. No, that, that's, the, that's the scene I'm thinking of, right? Mm. That they look like real airplanes, but you know they can't film that without it being CG. And then when they're kind of that's... flying around in the in between the bulkheads, that that you know what films aren't doing using. I bet, well, I bet they are doing this, but you don't notice it because it's how you should do it. You use CGI to do something you can't really do, but you film it as though you really did it. That's a lesson to learn. Like, because they bring the camera in too close. You're like, well, you obviously, if you were really crashing planes, you can't do this, right? right? But film it as though you really crashed stunt planes. Even if you are using CG, I feel like that's what, like, a Nolan movie does. Or, like... Because they always talk about there's all these films where they use CG and you don't notice. Right. Whereas this film is like, ah, oh, with CG, we could do these crazy things. I guess But then people notice the CG. I guess that's where people like the Mad Max Fury Road so much. Because it's all practical, but they add CG enhancements. Right. But, like, I, the, you always see these compilations online where it's like, here's all these CG moments you didn't even know were CG. Because, in theory, it could have been filmed. Right. But they chose not to use CG, but it still looks good, right? So they didn't quite manage it in this movie, but mostly. Because they made the camera do things they couldn't do in a real stunt. Mm. <laughs> um, well, that's the whole the George Lucas thing, right? Oh, now that CG exists, I can do all this shit. I don't need sets anymore. Right, and then you end up with <laughs> fucking Attack of the Clones, right? So, where everyone looks like they're acting on a stage. <laughs> it's super unreal. Um... Any more points? I think we're wrapping up here. Yeah, I was coming to the end of everything I wanted okay, to Okay, where, where do they find us? Okay, we're on Twitter. You can look for at MLSFSpod. Um, I'm on Twitter as at Buskalili. It's a nonsense word I came up with a child. I do another podcast, Luke Loves Pokemon. It's at Luke Loves PKMN. That's something I just wanted to bring up. You know Danny's uncle who crossed him over the border? Right. He was wearing an Ash Ketchum hat. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I certainly did not catch that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so if you want to check out my other Pokemon podcast, it's very different to this one. Um, but when this one goes up, I think the new era of that podcast has started. Um, it's now doing two episodes a week. On Tuesdays, we're covering Generation 1 Pokemon about to move to Generation 2. And on Thursdays, we're covering the brand new Pokemon from the game, which when you're listening to this has come out, when I'm recording it has not yet come out. <laughs> um, so yeah, check that podcast out if you like Pocket Monsters, you play the new games, whatever. If you're not, fuck it. I don't care. Just keep listening to this one. And I music blast you between our segments. Uh, you can find that music at... Roving Stage Media at bandcamp.com. Dot bandcamp. Fuck. Yeah, that would be an email address. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we th- we're hoping. We think this movie worked out pretty well. We're hoping it keep it. Well, it didn't work out well financially, but uh, artistically, we feel like there might be something here. I stand by we should do it in a year's time. We will. One way or the other, right? Because Well, T2 when we talk about this yeah, again. Yeah, we'll determine whether the trilogy is now a trilogy or not. Yeah, so this has been Matt. <laughs> this has been Luke. And get the fuck out of our sanctuary, bitch! Yeah, I like that as I do anything. <laughs>
Jean Moulin. 